Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Every Monday morning, we're so blessed to sit with you and just chat for a few minutes. Um, if you're watching us live and you see we're in our favorite spot, the red couch, um, or maybe you're listening to us on the podcast, either way, thank you for taking time out of your day uh, to spend a few minutes with us. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, thank you for uh, joining us and welcome to FC Studios. If you're new to FC Studios, uh, basically, we're here to bring practical tips for living out our spiritual life, um, you know, because we're all on this uh, spiritual journey, whether we like it or not, right? I mean, we're all walking through life together, and so we really get a choice of whether we're going to join in that process or we're, <laughs> or we're not. We're going right. to participate yeah. as, little as, we, as little as we can. Yeah, we talked about that last week, like joining in and um, participating, how we participate in this spiritual journey, because... You're on a journey, whether you like it or not. And so we want everyone participating in a healthy manner. You can actually go back and listen to old episodes um, via our podcast. Yep. And you can find the, the um, FC, you know, Friendship Church, FC Studios podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast. So that's a good way to go back and listen to old podcasts. But we really want to help you um, and ourselves succeed in living out the purpose that God has planned for each one of us. And, um, but in order to do that, we have to have like practical tips and we have to know how to do that. And so that's why we like to give practical insight on living out and successfully living out this purpose that God has planned for you. Yeah, that's right. So today we want to take just a few minutes and talk about how our actions in the physical uh, affect our mental and spiritual journey as well. Uh, you know, I think it's important that we realize that we understand that uh, the reality that our practical um, approach to life, you know, the things that we do in the physical affect our mental and that, you know, practical, earthly, carnal actions change, uh, you know, spiritual outcomes, you know, change our mental and spiritual state. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of might seem <clears throat> overwhelming, uh, maybe to think about, but the very physical things we do, there's physical actions that we take that change and have ripple effects and, and make great strides in our spiritual journey and in the spiritual realm. Yeah. Um, because the reality is, we've said this before multiple times on FC Studios, is our, this like this world, this life here is not our end goal. Our end goal is to live in the, the life and the in what we can't fathom right now. Um, and this supernatural, amazing place that God has prepared and creating right. is going to create for us. Right. Uh, but the only way we can get there is if we're doing physical things to prepare us to live that out. Yeah, right. And so, like for example, this is a really, really simple example, and one that I'll just be real honest, I'm terrible at. Um, but for example, if you stopped eating sugar for an entire month, which is a very physical thing, yeah. right? You would see dramatic changes. You would see different changes physically in your body. You would probably lose some weight. Um, and But overall, you would experience <laughs> mental, mental changes. Meaning yeah. like at first, you would probably have a lot of struggle because you want to, your body's craving sugar and you're gonna to have to talk your mind and like, I'm not eating this, I'm not eating this. And that's where I really felt like every single day, I tell myself I'm not drinking a Dr. Pepper today. And then just about every single day I drink it. <laughs> but I haven't got past the mental part. <laughs> but when we make these physical changes and, and we start to change our internal self. So mentally you become, it's difficult at first, but then you start to overcome this and you go through a struggle and you get past saying no, and then you start to think clearer and your body becomes healthier. And then because we have cleared 
toxic stuff from our physical body. We've made a physical choice. Then we can think clear. And then it's like our minds are open and we are more open to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say. And I know that might seem, I don't want that to sound like mystic or anything, but I experience this in my own like personal life when it comes to working out. Like God speaks to me more when I'm on a run than just about any time. Like that, like if I go out for a run, I'll turn on some music or a podcast, but oftentimes the Holy Spirit starts speaking and it's this very physical action that I take that opens, it like clears my mind, you know, natural, my natural happy pill starts happening, like like endorphins and serotonin start building. And then my mind is clear and I can hear the Holy Spirit speak so clearly there. But God desires for us to like, to live a life of freedom, a life of obedience and a life that is fulfilled of the purposes and the promises that he has designed for us. But oftentimes to experience these very spiritual things in our life, we are required to put forth <laughs> A physical effort yeah. and God will give you specific physical things to do um, to help aid in the spiritual journey yeah 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 and I think you know the reality is, is that we're really spiritual beings living in a physical world yeah um, you know but the way that God created us is, is unique and it's very interesting in, in the fact that what we do in the spiritual directly affects our entire body our mm -hmm. entire being like everything that we are is affected by the choices that we make in the spiritual. And so I think it's important for us to understand that, you know, God created us to live a life of freedom. Mm -hmm. He desires us to live a life of freedom, um, but at the same time, a life of obedience to his word, mm -hmm. you know, being true to who he has called us to do, uh, uh, who he's called us to be, uh, a life of purpose, of promise. Um, you know, but oftentimes, um, you know, for us to live out those spiritual acts, you know, it requires a physical action, like mm -hmm. you said, you know. And so um, I'm really glad that I don't have to go on a run for God to speak to me. But, then, <laughs> you know, but there are other things, you know, I probably should um, go for a run, yeah. and, you know, ask God to speak to me while I'm running. But uh, it may give me some uh, desire to want to run. But, <laughs> <laughs> but God does, he does want us to take physical steps to be able to see him clearly and know him deep more and deeper yeah. and you know he called Moses to hike up a mountain to hear his voice I mean he heard his voice enough to say hike up the mountain yeah. but when he decided to take that physical action to walk up the mountain then it was like glory and goodness came down like he'd never experienced and so there was this very there's very physical things that God requires of us to do in order to take us deeper into what yeah. he has in store for us so that we can you know, take the next step in this very spiritual journey so we can fulfill the purpose he has planned yeah. for us. Well, you know, Morgan, do you see this played out in Scripture? Oh, we anywhere? definitely see this played out in Scripture somewhere. Uh, we see this in Joshua chapter 5 and verses 6 through 9. And I'm going to read those Scriptures for you really quickly. Um, do you want to read them? Sure. You read them. Brad okay. doesn't like to hear me read. I'm just kidding. He does. Wow. <laughs> Me that's a, that's an inside joke. I'm sorry. Oh, it's not inside anymore. But. Nope. Everyone so, knows. <laughs> for Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness until all the nation's men of war who came out of Egypt died out because they had not listened to the voice of the Lord. To them, the Lord had sworn that he would never let them see the land which Adonai had sworn to their fathers that he would give to uh, that he would give us a land flowing with milk and with honey. Verse 7 says, But he raised up their children in their place, 
Joshua circumcised them, for they were uncircumcised, since they had not been circumcised along the way. Now it had come to pass, after they had finished circumcising the entire nation, they remained in their places in the camp until they recovered. And verse 9 says, Then the Lord said to Joshua, This day I have rolled away the, repro the reproach of Egypt from you. Therefore, the name of that place has been called Gilgal to this day. Yeah, so that's a long, few, short, four verses, long, short, four verses. But basically what happens in these verses is that there were, when Moses was leading the people, there were a group of people that didn't believe that they would fully see, succeed in their promised land. Mm -hmm. And so because of their lack of faith, God said, you're not going to enter the promised land. But then God raised up a whole generation that Joshua led, that it's now time for them to walk in and to take, go into battle and take what's rightfully theirs, their yeah. inheritance in their promised land that God had promised to them. But before that, God instructs Joshua to circumcise those that have not been circumcised. Because there had been a circumcision before, but then those people lacked faith. Because basically the entire generation that, right. that God raised up. Yeah. And so God tells you know Joshua, circumcise everyone that hasn't been circumcised because you're about to go take over your promise. And so Joshua does that. And I, you have to think about this. This is like a lot of people, right? Yeah. And it's circumcision is not a um, probably a fun ordeal. Yeah. No. Um, it's probably painful and takes a couple of days to recover from. Yeah, I mean, considering these were, you know, like they, fighting age men. I mean, yeah, were, they were grown. They weren't little babies right. <laughs> anymore. And 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 then God says something so power, powerful in verse nine. And he says this to Joshua, this day I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. And God was wanting to take Joshua and the Israelites and give them the very thing that he had been desiring to give them for a great deal of time. But he needed them to um, take part in something and covenant so that when they took on this journey and they went into fight wars, that he that they would know that that God was with them and, and, and going to guide them and direct them. But it needed to be a two-way street there. And, and God asked them to circumcise. And then when he did that, they did this very physical action of cutting away um, in the circumcision. And when they did this physical action, God did something very spiritual. He rolled away or cut away the reproach, this heaviness, this um, this thing that kind of hovered over them. Yeah. Um, and while these people had not even probably, some of them had not even been in Egypt. Yeah, not, yeah, they had not been in Egypt, but they knew the stories of their fathers and that same kind of, we see this happen in our in our own families. Like, well, this happened to my grandfather, so it's probably going to happen to me. And you never even experienced that trauma, but you assume it on yourself because yeah. that happened to somebody in your family. And so this is ex essentially what's happening here: is that the these the Israelites were assuming this um, heaviness and this reproach that Egypt had put on the Israelites. And God says, no more, but I'm going to need something from you. And he asked them to, to be circumcised and do a cutting away. And when they take this physical action, something changes in a spiritual. Yeah. And God rolls away the reproach, pulls back this heaviness that had been on them. And they were no, long, they were no longer, um, it was a, they weren't disappointed anymore. There wasn't right. this thing that hovered over them anymore. And this is what we mean by when we take physical steps to... Um, this was cutting away, circumcision is a very, yeah, physical, very physical action, 
but there's there's a process this is a physical action they had to recover from this and god says okay now now you've been really set free from this this oppression or this thing that's hovering yeah. over you and god desires to do this in our life for us to walk in victory and to take hold of the promises that he has for us and the purpose that he has planned for us just like he did the israelites mm -hmm. but in order to do that we have to be obedient and take the physical steps needed to see supernatural results yeah i mean i think god desires to do the same thing for us like he desires for us to, to walk in in victory you know what i mean like he doesn't want us to take hold of all the disappointment that we've had in our past lives you know he wants to like to, to free us from mm -hmm. that and you know remove that reproach from us yeah. as well just like he did uh you know for the people and so i think it begs the question what are some of the things that we can do in the physical that kind of affect the spiritual yeah um, and so to me, the first one, I mean, it's kind of an easy one, but it's also, um, sometimes things are so practical and so easy. We overlook them or we take them for granted. Yeah. Don't you think? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that, that with the one you're about to say, I think that that's what happens. It's like, it's so practical that you're like, like we miss it. We, we miss it. it for granted, we take like, it. For, yeah. We, because it's so practical. Yeah. yeah sorry. So, yeah. No, that's okay. So the first one is read the Bible. Yeah. Um, and not only you read the Bible, but like, here's the part where I think many of us miss the mark is that we have to read the Bible and do what it says, mm, you know? Yeah. So the, the Bible kind of, kind of serves as a filter for our lives to help us really like find God's truth in the chaos of our life and like the world going on around us. And so, I mean, you may just like, like the Bible comes first, really like mm. what God's word <clears throat> says comes first. It kind of, it, it, it's it supersedes our emotions, our desires, our own thoughts, you know, our yeah. own way of processing things. Like the Bible supersedes all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that this is the thing that we, I have a friend that I haven't, you know, they moved away and I haven't spoken to them in a while, but she said this, that study, reading the Bible can be boring, but studying the Bible is is fun and it's so deep and oftentimes like i've done this before and reading the bible like every year i'm like i'm gonna read the whole bible through in 365 days but then i get for me and this isn't for everyone but it's like i'm rushing through the bible that i'm not taking it in so i've had to stop myself and just say even if just this month i get through five chapters in the bible um that's okay because i'm going to study and glean from those five chapters and so think about when you're reading the bible what, what works best for you yeah like do I need to read these same three these same three verses every day for a week and just really let those verses pour in me? And that's okay as yeah. long as you're reading His Word. Yeah, because I mean the reality is is that like the questions that we ask in life, we search the Bible on it, or if, if we simply stop, like say, and, and <clears throat> read and let God speak to us through the Bible, He will answer our questions. Mm -hmm. You know, at first it may not seem like what we're reading has anything to do with what we're going through in life, but God will speak to us through those things, yeah. you know? Um, and, and at the same time, when we do what God says according to his word and the scriptures, then we see the evidence of, of our trust in God, but we also see the evidence of the way that God moves in our lives. And like the more that we read the Bible with an open heart and open mind, and like the greater our love for God becomes. And then the more that we realize that he's actually moving in our lives. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't know what his word says, we don't really know how he operates. Mm -hmm. And so when we know what his word says, we, says we can begin to see how God is operating in our lives. And I think that's super important. Just like a, and just the fun thing is that, um, you know, the Bible says if you, research says if you read the Bible at least four times a week, you're much, you're 30% less likely to feel lonely. And I think like lots of people are, you know, especially during the holidays, kind of people can 
have like ups and downs. Yeah, but highs and lows. Yeah. Being lonely is, is pretty common during the holidays. And read the Bible. You yeah. Know, you'll you'll feel God with you more if you read His Word than if you don't. Yeah. Um. When you know, when you read the Bible, you're reading God's Word, and when you read His Word, you become in tune with His voice. And we say that this is the most crit. I feel like this is step one into physical physical things to be able to affect your spiritual life is, you know, reading the Bible first and foremost, because then you learn to hear his voice. And then we move on to the part two, which is pray and obey. Yeah. And when we've read his word, then we know his voice. So when we pray, we're more apt to understand and hear his voice as we're praying. Yeah. Um, and so that helps guide us in that, in that um, journey of prayer yeah. and trusting what we hear when he speaks to us in prayer, when we're in this conversation. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, I think prayer is actually even harder or probably even more misunderstood than reading the Bible. Um, like, like praying is, is difficult for many people. I think like it's just, it's awkward and it's hard for many people to do. So they, so they really, they don't do it. Um, when simply prayer is just, it's talking to God. Um, we talk to God, God speaks to us, you know, and, and the way that someone prays, it doesn't have to look like, you, know, you don't have to necessarily spend like hours alone in your room. Yeah. To pray, you know what I mean? It's a conversation, and conversations can happen throughout the day. Well, and if we're going to pray without ceasing, like the scripture says, you can't be in your closet 24 7. Like yeah. that happens in your daily life. It's prayer in your heart and in your mind. That's something that's just always happening, even yeah. when you're among yeah, people yeah, and in the middle doing of things. Life. Yeah. yeah. You're, mm -hmm. just, you're simply talking to God, you know, the things that are on your heart, expressing those to God. And, and you know, the more often that we do that, the easier it is to actually have conversations prayer with God because as you, again as you speak to God as you spend time with him mm -hmm. he reciprocates that and so I think not so pray and obey and yeah. then um, the next one kind of goes right along with that you know I mean obviously we are pastors and you know we desire for everyone to to find a community of believers and, and get involved but it's just that find a community of believers yeah um, where you actually live out your faith uh, Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some of you are in the habit of doing. And there's a lot of people right now that in are the habit giving of, up yeah. the habit of meeting together. Mm -hmm. um, but encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Um, it's one thing that we like to say here, that life is better together. Mm -hmm. And we firmly believe that. Like, find Find somewhere, you know, if you're in Frisco, come see us here at Friendship Church. If not, you know, find a find a community of believers that, you know, that you can get involved with and do life together. I love that he uses the word <laughs> habit. He says, as some of you are in the habit of doing, like, they not, not giving up meeting together, some of you in the habit of doing. There are habits that we, um, that are good and habits that are bad. And when we put spiritual disciplines and we make them habits, then we are less likely to have negative habits because we filled those our consistencies yeah. with the good things that we should be habitually yeah. doing. Yeah, I think like physically going to church, mm -hmm. like physically being present with other believers and worshiping God, that's a very physical thing. At the same time, it's very spiritual. Yeah, I mean, and, and let's think about this. When you come, like he said, it's a very physical thing coming to church. And just like the Israelites, when they, they circumcised and stuff, God did begin to do something very spiritual in their minds and in their and um and in their hearts when you physically show up to church and you surround you take that step and you show up um then god starts to like move in your heart and in your mind and what starts to roll away some things that you've probably held on to yeah. um because 
in the house of God, there's freedom. And and when we pray and when we worship and we write, read the Bible, there's freedom there. And so when we do these very physical things, spiritual things start to happen. Yeah. And our spiritual hearts and minds are, are open to, and reproach is rolled away, and anxiety is rolled away, and depression begins to roll away, and um, addiction begins to roll away because we've decided to take physical actions. Yeah, that's right. And, and another physical action that we can do um, is to serve others. You know, um, you know, studies have shown that people who serve regularly, serve other people, are happier um, and healthier. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, so there is a direct correlation between physical and spiritual things. But, you know, serving isn't just beneficial for the people that we're serving. Or we're, you know, I think a lot of people go into, look at serving others, and it's like, oh, let me help this person that's less fortunate than me. Mm-hmm. But the reality is... The more that we serve, you know, the happier that we are, the better we are. Because it's not just about the people that we're serving. It also helps ourselves as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one is live a generous life. Um, you know, give free, freely. This morning I was reading, you know, in Luke and, and Christ was talking about, you have something to lend, lend it. And not, and he was like, not just to people that you like know and love, because even sinners do that, but to anyone in need. Um, even your enemy, like if you need, if you have something to lend, you lend it. Yeah. And giving, um, you know, when we're generous and we give and we do it with a cheerful heart and we do it out of obedience, then we live this very blessed life. And, um, you know, this is um, this is something that we've experienced in our own lives is, you know, when you give and you give when God says in obedience, then there is um, supernaturally, yeah. like, We've seen blessings that came out of nowhere. There's no way that could have happened. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm even talking financial blessings, but I also mm-hmm. um, emotional and relational yeah. and um, not like rich in every area of life yeah. because of, of giving generously. Yeah. And um, supernaturally, things start to happen when you start to give things away. Because if we right. see that our things and our money and our time and not as our own, but as his and when we give that freely the way he asks us to, then um, we will be blessed. Yeah, and at the same time, like, if we don't do the things that God has called us to do, then, like, then we live with that guilt, and we, you know, we live with that heaviness in our lives, which directly affects our spiritual walk and our physical walk at the same level. You know, it's like, we, anxiety and depression and all that type of stuff begins to develop when we're not being and doing what God has called us to do. And I'll let you take the last one that we have there. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) The last one is what I say all the time. You're created on purpose for a purpose to impact the kingdom. And so living out your purpose, doing the thing that God's called you to do, um, fulfilling that is the, like that is a very physical step that has great ripple effects in the spiritual and in the supernatural world. So let's take Joshua, for example, since that's our story. His, his purpose and calling was to rise up and lead a nation after Moses had passed. Yeah. And he had to take very physical steps and actions and go to war and go to battle and convince all the men to be circumcised. And he had to do all these very physical things in order to see the spiritual things come to pass yeah. and the promises come to pass. But that was him deciding to live out his purpose. Yeah. And so living out your purpose can be scary, it can be overwhelming. But when we take that first step of action and when we, um, you know, you know, do that first thing, God starts to move supernaturally. And um, 
amazing, amazing things yeah. start to happen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, you know, this. There's these are very practical things that you can do, very physical things. But like I said earlier, even things like changing the way you eat or, you know, your exercise habits or things like that, they all have, uh, they all have effect yeah. on the way we, we are supernatural and our, and our spiritual journeys and our spiritual lives. And so we want to encourage you to be mindful of the physical actions and the physical things that you're doing um, so that you can be who God's called you. Yeah. So you can be who God's called you to be. So you can live out this spiritual journey um, in a free and victorious way instead of one that's in struggle. Yeah, and right. so um, we hope that you have a really, really blessed Monday. We're so glad that you joined us for um, this episode of FC Studios. Um, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, I'm Morgan. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of FC Studio. You can find us online at fcfrisco.org or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are located in Frisco, Texas. We have services on Sunday at 9.30 and 11 a.m. And you can join us for our Wednesday experience at 6.30 p.m. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode.